0: here we are, part two of Modesty. I'm here with the lovely Kelly Ann.
1: Hello. Good morning. <laughs>
0: Good morning. <laughs> and the wonderful Kelly. Hello. And I'm Emma. What? Welcome to the Woman Being podcast community.
2: Where we explore thoughts and opinions. And have the freedom to change our minds.
0: Without expectation or judgment.
2: We will hold a safe space and support each other. As we navigate together in the form of feminine.
0: I feel like now that we've sort of laid this groundwork of where we're coming from, Mm -hmm. these stories that hopefully you guys have also related to, Mm -hmm. hopefully you guys can see some similarity in your story Mm -hmm. with those stories. Well, kind of not hopefully, because I hope you didn't have this trauma, (laughs) but we we want to relate to you guys in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like we want to dive in a little bit more to um, what all this means, mm-hmm. what this looks like today, mm-hmm. um, and how we, how we move forward
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in our
0: culture um, that is still a Christian culture that mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. values this thing called modesty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of want to dive right into a uh, counterpoint if you will, mm-hmm. which is oh. we're talking about <laughs> we're going to go in hot.
1: Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay,
0: whatever you say <laughs> to all our Canadians out there slash Minnesotans. I <laughs> love <Hello>, Minnesota. <laughs> so, we're talking about modesty. Mm-hmm. We're saying all these awful things about it, essentially, talking about how it has created these harmful mindsets, but mm. if modesty is so bad, then how do we even move forward? What mm. do we do? Do we just all become nudists? Yes. Do we just wear no clothes? Well yes. <laughs> and obviously. now obviously start- <laughs> <laughs> This is where the video part of our podcast really comes in.
2: <laughs> but really
0: let's so what is what does that look like? What how do we how do we know where to draw a line? Mm-hmm. How do we know what is okay if we're going to say, oh all these rules were flawed? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think first of all, uh, I think cl- drawing some clarifying lines too. what we talked about last week is I, at least in my story personally, I had never, I never was pushing the boundaries beyond what other normal girls were wearing. Mm. And so um, definitely for me uh, with modesty, as, as a young girl, I just wanted to, you know, fit in. Yeah look the same feel cute um it was never like I was not a Miley Cyrus Mm. you know which Miley Cyrus I commend you just a little shout out but yeah um I was I wasn't (laughs) I wasn't trying to like go to school topless or anything like that so um just clarifying as we talk about modesty and how it's not effective we are talking about okay like it's okay to wear a bikini Mm -hmm. you know it's okay to wear leggings. And then beyond that, I mean, and Kelly can speak into this too, because maybe we have some extreme thoughts. But I think if we didn't live in a fallen world, then yeah, why mm-hmm. not be nudist? Like, why not admire the beauty that God created us
0: mm-hmm.
2: in? Like, what if what if our, what if nudity wasn't a big deal? Yeah, and everybody was naked, and yeah, it was just normal. I mean, like, I think that would be great. Obviously, yeah. that's a little futuristic and unrealistic. But yeah. I mean, in theory, if if we're talking about eradicating lust, then yeah. Why can't we be naked? Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I think it also comes a lot down to culture. I mean, in Africa, it's pretty normal in some yeah. countries for women to just walk around topless and like no one cares. And you know, in the Congo, like there are tribes that just run around naked and it's like it's just bodies. Mm-hmm. But I think you know a lot of modesty arguments come from things in history Mm -hmm. like people that talk about the invention of the bikini and like how this French guy made it and it was anyway all these things do some research but it's like we're not in those times anymore that is no longer Mm -hmm. you know this super controversial thing this Mm -hmm. is normal and so I think It's important to be aware of, one, the culture we're in, and two, the time we're in, and what has been adapted as normal, because that changes, you know, what modesty Mm -hmm. actually is, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's important to remember, like, we're Mm
2: ever-evolving. When I think of, too, like, there there was the first woman to wear a bikini who was actually, I think, a a stripper or a prostitute. Like, she's the only person that they could find who was willing right. to wear. I mean, obviously, back check when your references, people, and Google that. <laughs> back
1: when you wouldn't show your ankles. Right. It's was, yeah. like, it was
2: very, you know, forward at the time. Mm-hmm. But there had to have been a first woman to wear jeans. Yeah, exactly. And a first woman to step out and, like, you know, remove her, I don't know, petticoat covering her. I don't even know. If, <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> or who said, like, no, I'm not going to wear a corset. So I think, yeah, like, yeah. On one hand, yes, like, we are safe within the bounds of what society has defined now. Mm -hmm. But I think also, like, I don't think that woman was, like, do you think she was sinning by wearing jeans? No. Because it wasn't cool for the culture at the time? And does that mean that Christians are just supposed to, like, follow the herd and not ever Mm -hmm. push boundaries? And we just, Mm -hmm. you know, like, kind of get pulled along with the progressive society that doesn't believe in God? So I'm kind Mm -hmm. of like... I'm really torn between, like, yes, I'm not saying let's all, you know, go topless and, like, freak out, like, upset society. But I'm also saying, like, there are powerful women in our past who did have to upset society for the sake of equality and, Mm -hmm. you know, embracing their own bodies. And I think that's really brave. And Mm. I admire that, too. So, yeah. Well, and I think we're in a, It's a weird place.
1: It is. It is a weird place. And I think it has to come back down to the heart and the intention, you know, because we're always going to be like, there's always going to be this interesting dance between secular culture and Christian culture. I think there's common ground and there can yeah. be space in the middle. Um, but it's just, it's important to remember we don't have to be so
0: different in the name of not sinning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of the ways that women dress have been so closely linked to oppression of women yeah. mm-hmm. that it's hard to um, really separate the two. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at, for example, when women first started wearing bras instead of corsets, right? The, it was um, invented by a woman who basically said, I'm fed up with literally hurting myself mm-hmm. and forcing my body into this unnatural shape and I just want to wear a bra and she tied some scarves together and she wore a bra and (laughs) invented the first bra and um it's a really interesting story but that in some ways that instead of being um so like progressive really it's just trying to bring men onto the same level as men yeah, because yeah. even with like women who first started wearing pants as as feminist movements were growing it was mm-hmm. like women are wearing pants oh Ooh, no and it's oh, like no. men wear pants every day yeah. and and we're just trying to, to be on the same level mm-hmm. um, and trying to fight for our equality and so I think mm-hmm. that goes into a whole different realm too of um, is it really that progressive or is it actually trying to bring women up to a level that they should have been at all along well even
1: the practicality side of it like for those of you who have not worn a corset Mm -hmm. it's not fun and women that I danced a whole summer Mm -hmm. in a corset it was my costume it was terrible um but I mean, women that complain about bras, I'm like, listen, it is not that bad. And so it it feels really like it's I mean, yes, there is that level of like we're, you know, trying to put men and women a little more on the same like status Mm. level. Um, But also just the practicality side, like corsets suck and they hurt. I'm going to wear this bra instead why is that so weird? Why is that like, oh my gosh, what an upset, you know? Yeah.
2: Or like, I want to be able to ride a horse without, you know, sitting side saddle. Yeah. I'm going to wear pants. Like, <laughs> side <laughs> like, you know? saddle exactly. sucks too. <laughs> and it's not safe. No. Well, it's another story.
0: But. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and I think one thing that the church in general struggles with a lot is being okay with there being new normals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And We have to remember that actually it's okay for us to change and to grow Mm -hmm. um, because it doesn't change our foundation. Yeah. Yeah,
1: That's good, Mm -hmm. Emma.
0: (laughs) I mean, like if like a tree, a tree grows, right? Mm -hmm. Its roots are always in the same place, Mm -hmm. but that tree is going to change. It's going to grow up from a sapling. Mm -hmm. It's going to become this beautiful and big oak tree. It's going to have orange leaves in the fall. It's going to have fruit in the Mm -hmm. spring, all these things that's okay Mm -hmm. and if the tree stayed the same all the time it wouldn't be healthy Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's a big problem we see in the church with purity Mm -hmm. culture with all sorts of different things Mm -hmm. Where the idea that if there's anything that's changing yeah anything that's not the way that it was hundreds and hundreds of years ago then it's bad
1: yeah do you feel like I mean with your analogy we talk a lot in the church about pruning and Mm -hmm. on a personal level Mm -hmm. like we're like oh God's pruning me my life is terrible right now and I'm like oh great um (laughs) But it almost feels like there's a level of that in the church, but Mm -hmm. the church doesn't love it because Mm -hmm. we're really locked into what we can predict and what we know. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes when you move into pruning, like, okay, women don't have to wear skirts all the time anymore. They can wear pants. That's in a way like a pruning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of the church's opportunity to either get behind that or Mm -hmm. not.
2: And I think, I mean, talking about like – bringing heaven to earth or like on earth as it is in heaven Mm -hmm. yeah i think we ought to be forward thinking in that way obviously we have to recognize the the fallen state that we live in but at the same Mm -hmm. time looking towards this this is how it is but like this is how it ought to be Mm -hmm. and and allowing space for progressive thought well it's not that progressive but no. what to the church is progressive thought and new ideas and change to come in and welcoming it as, as a good thing yeah. as opposed to like trying to avoid anything that may tempt anybody yeah so
1: because that's the thing right sin's not avoidable I mean we're all gonna sin we're all gonna mess up that's gonna be that's part of our world and our reality mm-hmm. it's just having the tools to realign And having the grace and the community
0: and the support to fix it. Mm -hmm. So if we're looking at uh, culture, we're looking at uh, the ways that we can actually implement modesty. Mm -hmm. If we use the example of like, I had a friend who struggled with alcohol and drugs before they were a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't drink around them. Even though I was of age, I wasn't getting drunk. I was just like, I'm just going to avoid that altogether Mm -hmm. because I don't want to offend them. I don't want to trigger them. I don't want to do anything that's going to make them feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we apply that same analogy to uh, our sexuality and the way that we dress, why wouldn't we do this for a brother in Christ who... Uh, struggles with lust? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we say, okay, if, if my brother in Christ struggles with lust, I'm not going to uh, go around him with my cleavage showing or my midriff out or whatever mm-hmm. that may be. Mm-hmm. Why Why wouldn't we accommodate for somebody in that way? It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I
2: have thoughts, as always. <laughs> I think, first of all, those types of conversations are very relational. Mm-hmm. And so if I if I were to have a brother in Christ or, you know, maybe just a non-brother in Christ, I don't know, um, who struggled with something specific and that was made aware to me, Mm -hmm. um, I may choose to, you know, not wear a bikini in their presence, Mm -hmm. let's just say, or, you know, wear shorts instead of leggings to the gym. Um, But the problem is that modesty as a whole is requiring me to preventatively dress on behalf of all men as mm-hmm. if they all have various ailments. And so I I can't actually anticipate every man's problem mm-hmm. and and I don't have the relational equity with every man to know what they may or may not struggle with. And so it's actually like very imprisoning to try and accommodate for everyone's potential needs yeah. yeah when there's actually no there's no way to to know yeah and so I don't know what I would actually do though if a brother or a friend I guess I hate the word brother in Christ and I keep saying I know. it, <laughs> it kind of comes with the it, topic yeah it kind of <laughs> but I don't even know what I would do if someone came to me and they're like hey your short shorts are distracting like
0: I feel I, like I'd feel kind of I would feel real uncomfortable awkward, so, very uncomfortable so
2: I'm kind of like on one hand I'm like that has to be relational, but on the other hand, I'm like, I don't even know how you would navigate that relationally. Yeah. That would be someone very close. Like, maybe if my husband, for example, felt uncomfortable with, with me wearing a particular dress yeah, or something, he just felt like it was too much, then maybe that would be something where I would choose to honor him in that way. Totally. Um, but
0: other even than saying that... Saying too much, though, is kind of... That makes me feel uncomfortable, too. Sure, mm-hmm. but I just
2: mean, like, Ross and I would have a relational equity where... Even though he may have that conversation with me and I may say, Well, I don't agree, Mm -hmm. like, I could, I might still choose to be like, Hey, okay, even Mm -hmm. though this is not how I operate or how I think, like, sure. And this is totally hypothetical, but, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I'm saying like that's maybe a situation where I would, um, where I would do that. But I, I guess, like, I guess what it comes down to is that. I feel like there's an issue of lust and objectification of women, and we're shoving it under the modesty rug,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and we're not actually addressing the actual issue
0: mm-hmm. yeah. of
2: addiction and of um, learning to treat women like objects. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe we, maybe that's not maybe it's not the same thing as alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not like an addiction, and maybe it's something. Deeper that needs to be addressed on a personal level for men in order for them to heal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe modesty is just like a really
0: crappy band aid that's actually not helping. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you were to. If you were to try to accommodate for every man that's around you, yeah, it's like a man wearing a condom all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like if a man were to wear a condom all the time, just in case right. something happens, that's totally impractical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like <laughs> it doesn't make any doesn't sense. Work. It seems ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's so like, I don't
2: want to accidentally get anyone pregnant, so yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna wear this all the time. All exactly. The time. <laughs> it's like, mm, okay, good for, logic for you. Logic is flawed there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah and i think
1: we're i was watching another podcast or listening to um and they were talking about how we've become so sensitive as a society that we've actually made rules to accommodate for the very minor exceptions Mm -hmm. specifically they were talking about this gathering this kind of governmental forum gathering. Mm. And someone got up and was literally like, hey guys, I have ADHD. Everyone's moving around a lot. Can everyone please stop moving and like chattering? Mm. It's like, oh, okay. Like, I'm so sorry you struggle with ADHD. However, it's actually not practical to hold everyone else to that standard for your peace. And I'm so sorry that you struggle with that. Mm. I want you to have everything you need, Mm. all the tools you need to have a happy full peaceful life but maybe you need to watch something like this at home from your TV
2: if it's gonna be such a struggle for you yeah mm-hmm. well and it's like it's it comes down to control mm-hmm. like you actually you actually don't have control over the people around you for the majority of yeah and you shouldn't be controlling other people and so it's like the idea that like oh I have this struggle therefore everybody else must accommodate me mm-hmm. is I mean, First of all, just unrealistic, but second of all is like it causes pain for you and the people. Mm-hmm. And like and it's handing you. over your power. It's like you need to learn how to cope for yourself within the world that you've been handed. Mm-hmm. Like you can't expect the world to carry you through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely I handing mean, over your power and authority over yourself. Yeah, and and I hate to sound insensitive, but I mean at the same time mm-hmm. it's like it, I mean you just, like, people aren't there to,
0: you know, cater to your needs. Yeah, mm-hmm. not everything's going to be perfectly comfortable all the time. Yeah, yes. And like, <laughs> if you expect that, then you're living life on a cloud. You're in a bubble. <laughs> so sorry. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So then if we're looking at this, I know that we touched a lot on stories with parents mm. last week. And... Um, what what does it look like? Obviously, none of us are parents, we so we're coming from a sort of an outsider perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what does it look like to now raise a child and keep them safe mm-hmm. and implement modesty as like a Christian parent today? What would you guys say to that? How yeah. how would you tell a parent to navigate that?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, I'd like to first off all say, like, parents, you're doing a good job. <laughs> and I know you're absolutely trying your best. Yeah. Like, yeah. it is not easy to be a parent, even though I am not a parent. I have friends that are parents. I know many parents. I have been parented. Um, <laughs> and I know, like, you, you're you probably absolutely doing the best you can. Um, I would suggest doing some research. Um But also remembering, like, you can't actually raise your kids out of fear of what might happen. Um, I grew up in a very um, unsafe neighborhood. And we always had the door locked. We were never allowed to play out in the front yard. Like, we had a lot of rules to keep Mm -hmm. us safe. But as I grew up and as an adult and moved away far away halfway across the country from my parents I had to learn how to make myself feel safe um and I think and it's because I was parented out of that space of what could possibly happen Mm -hmm. and so instilling fear actually doesn't help your children be equipped with tools I think teaching them tools and how to get out of situations they don't want to be in, how to be aware of their surroundings. I think that is a lot of it. Um, And from there, I think you kind of got to hands off a little bit. But I'm um, also not a parent. I have not grown a human for nine months in my inside my belly. Um, yeah. So I'm also not going to be like, I'm the authoritative figure yeah. <laughs> on all things parenting and modesty.
0: You're not a parenting expert? No. I, I thought no. that was why we had you that's as a parent. Oh, yeah. That's
1: definitely
2: <laughs> why I'm here. That was your thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're going to need to find someone
0: else. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. We have to let you go. Okay. <laughs> I understand. Because neither of
2: us <laughs> are parenting experts. <laughs> yeah. Anymore, so but, so no, I... I can't speak into, like, it from a parent's perspective, but I can speak into it from the perspective of this is what I wish or how I wish the conversation might have gone with my parents. Mm-hmm. And and that is just, there's a difference between, um, you know, those clothes are unsafe, mm-hmm. potentially, or those clothes could, like, send a message that might make you unsafe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those clothes are immodest and you should be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of like oh your daughter's going out to a party in downtown city and she's wearing really short shorts and like there are actual steps that you can take to be like okay make sure you're with friends and don't leave you know don't leave anyone's side Mm -hmm. and don't you know set a drink down that whatever and you know don't if someone makes you uncomfortable, trust your right. gut. Right, stay yeah. away from strangers. And if mm-hmm. someone makes you uncomfortable, tell them to stop. You know, like you have the right to do all those things, as opposed to necessarily focusing on like, you know, you're sending the wrong message with your clothes. Mm-hmm. And, and and so that's like a separate issue. And I think like like have concern for your child's safety, but like as like a daughter doesn't need to know like, oh, you're you're causing the men around you to sin. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I think that can be known as a reality, but that's not her that's not her problem that's not her problem and so she doesn't need to be necessarily she needs to be aware but not concerned about other people's issues around her yeah and and then also like i i would phrase things in terms of like what's appropriate for the for the setting that we're going to be going into mm-hmm. whether it's a new culture that we're stepping into or a new country or a school versus the beach i think there are obvious like okay, we're not going to wear a bikini top to school because it's not appropriate. But that's Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, I want you to be dressed for your best success for school as opposed Mm -hmm. to, like, you're going to be looked at like a piece of meat if you wear it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's very different. Helping our daughters make wise decisions about, like, this is what's going to be appropriate for the setting that you're stepping into, not, like, oh, your body is so sexually attractive that if you wear that... Men cannot help but fall at your feet. Yeah, there's like a very it's, it's, so it's a very different conversation. So, yeah. um, and then also like just remember like your daughter wants to fit in. Yeah. She wants to look like other girls. She mm. wants to feel accepted and a part of the mm-hmm. thing. And like, I don't think it's fair to subject your kids to bullying just because you're uncomfortable. Yep. Mm. And so, mm-hmm. if that's good. I guess like don't don't focus just on your needs, remember that your kid has needs too. And I'm not saying yeah. that like mm-hmm. do everything to just make sure your kid is popular, but no like it's
0: a consideration. But mm-hmm. your kid you're you're growing and you're in this horrible place called high school and you're like yeah. trying you're trying to fit in, you're yeah. trying to get through it and I I think it's valid to to an extent, you know, mm-hmm. want to just be a normal teenager.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I also think on top of that, like, in raising sons, yeah, the narrative needs to instead of being that you have all of these pent up desires and sure. and mm-hmm. you are you are just gonna have to like be sexually frustrated all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead, of saying like, hey, like you actually really need to honor and respect women. Yep. Yeah. And um, Absolutely. You. See if you see a girl and you feel roused by her, Mm -hmm. you feel that you're lusting after her, then that's something you need to work out in your heart and giving boys the tools on how to work that out in their hearts and how to Mm -hmm. manage that rather than telling the boys, like, if that girl's dressed that way, then she's a slut. Right. or mm-hmm. if she's dressed that yep. way then it's her fault that right. you are aroused
2: or saying right. nothing and just like oh boys will be boys yeah I mean, oh, boys will be boys Lord. what a phrase I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> that a whole bad. podcast topic <laughs> but just like kind of like oh well that's just the way boys are i didn't know how to deal with it so they don't they're not gonna know like yeah. i mean like go get help read a book like yeah there's resources out there to, for you to help your son that's all i'm gonna say like <laughs> yeah when, when i get there i will do the same thing but yeah i totally agree like let's Let's stop forcing things on girls that mm-hmm. really are on boys' shoulders, right?
1: Well, and I think really making an effort to understand the opposite sex. Yeah. Because if mm-hmm. men understood the inner turmoil women go through mm-hmm. with these kinds of things, most people, most men, mm-hmm. I think it'd break their heart because mm-hmm. they all have women in their lives. Mm-hmm. And I think, like as fathers raising daughters, understand your daughter's perspective and strive to like you know cover her and that and then even mothers raising sons Mm -hmm. like give your son the tools and the skills I mean I follow a doctor on Instagram who's like a world-renowned leading female health expert Mm -hmm. and she has a son and she talks openly about like how she is educating her son about both men and women's
0: bodies Mm -hmm. because it's important to know about Both, Mm -hmm. You can't just know about your own body. Yeah. I mean, I was actually, I was listening to an interview um, where Michelle Obama was interviewing her brother Mm. the other day. And her brother in, um, I think in middle school or something, he was taking his first sex ed class. Mm. And he actually got in trouble because he answered too many questions right on the test and um he got one like it was like a terms test just like do you know what all these things mean and the one that he got wrong was menstruation because he didn't know what he guessed that it was something that happened with men because it had the word men in it (laughs) (laughs) okay um but he got everything else right and he knew like this is what a vagina is Mm -hmm. and this is what a like he knew a lot of those things Mm -hmm. and he was like our mom was really open to us and talked to us about these things which was Mm -hmm. very progressive for the time Mm -hmm. especially this was like what 40 years ago yep and um he, like, it, the teachers were concerned that maybe he was some sort of, like, pervert because he knew all these things about oh, no. the female body. And it was n- nothing, oh, like,
1: goodness. he
0: was just, like, I just knew about it because our mom talked to us about it. And I think it's blows my mind to think that a school would be concerned oh, that goodness. a boy knew too much about the reproductive system. That's yeah. so
1: upsetting. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, even, like, concerned that he's a pervert, like, secrecy and shame is where perversion is is birthed mm-hmm. yeah like the more education mm-hmm. the more understanding the more space we foster for conversations the l- less like space for things to grow in the darkness mm-hmm. we'll have mm-hmm. exactly and i'm like
2: oh <laughs> so many feelings <laughs> mm-hmm. well and also just like here's one more little tip for moms and dads mm-hmm. take your daughter shopping yeah like she wants to feel pretty. Mm-hmm. She wants to feel validated. She wants to feel loved. She wants to feel good in the, like, she wants to feel like her body matches the clothes that she's wearing. Mm-hmm. So, like, know your daughter and, like, spend time with her. Don't just, like, berate her clothes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, ask her. Yeah. Ask her what she feels pretty in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask your son what he feels good in. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think that also knowing, like, every child's different. Mm-hmm. Some kids are going to want to cover up, and that's how they feel comfortable, and that's the way they want it to be. That's right, And that's totally fine. Some kids are like, I want to run around naked. And it's like, <laughs> well, maybe at home in your room, but when you're out in public, what are you going to feel comfortable in?
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, having
2: that relationship. For me, I just wanted to have fun mm-hmm. at the beach. Like, yeah. Yeah. And not worry about Minding your own business. I didn't want, I didn't want to worry about what I was wearing. Mm-hmm. I, I worried all the time about yeah. what I was wearing, so, you, like, don't not talk about it, but like, it's not a big deal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: they're gonna grow up. Boys are gonna, you know, get aroused by them. Like, yes,
0: it. It's all part of puberty and growing up, yes. and your body's changing. Yeah, and... yeah,
2: like keep yep. an eye out for predators and yeah. teach your daughter what to do, right. and how to spot
0: them, you know, but. Maybe give her some, you know, self defense classes yeah. if you want. If you're <laughs> you are know? really so concerned, yeah. have like you, some
2: mace. You can't, you can't live your life in fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and that's not hers to carry either. Yeah, so. absolutely.
0: So, how has it been for you and your dad now? We've mm-hmm. uh, told all these stories about him, and um, what is this? What does this look like for you now?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's a journey, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he and I have like reunited in a lot of ways since Mm. my teenage years it was really rough for us in Mm. more ways than just modesty um uh and and I believe I believe that he was doing the best he knew how and so I want to clarify like both my parents I think they loved me they wanted what was best for me and Mm -hmm. and none of the stuff that he told me was out of anything other than like concern for my Mm well-being um uh Actually, like about four years ago, I wrote an article about it and it was published and he read it and he actually reposted it and shared it with Aww. everyone on his Facebook. Aww. And so I I definitely feel felt that we've made strides in mm. help understanding each other better. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's me. He's very stubborn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he thinks he knows what is right. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, came head to head a lot. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, I, you know, I stress the value of forgiveness, stress the value of like, especially with uh, the people in your life that are important. I mean, don't just keep toxic people in your life that don't matter. Just get rid of them. But like, there are some, there's sometimes family members that you really have to work through stuff with. And, yeah, and, and, uh, you know, we both probably had to forgive each other for a lot of things. And, and I think that's so valuable mm-hmm. and for any parents out there worried or whatever, like. Just because things are rough, and just because I had traumatic experiences with this, like I'm, I'm still here. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. made it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm alive. You know, and you still talk to your parents. Yeah, and we're... you still love them. Yes, yes, I still love my parents, and and so, um, like, you can make it through. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. You know. Maybe set aside some money for their future therapy. I don't
1: know. (laughs) You know what? I actually was talking to a mom the other day who jokingly but also seriously was like, yeah, I'm saving up money because I know I'm screwing up my kids. And I'm like, (laughs) I was like, you know what? You're doing great. (laughs) And the fact that you're already thinking about that and acknowledging and like willing to have a conversation Mm -hmm. like, yeah, mom didn't do that great. Mm -hmm. I'm really sorry. Mm -hmm. Like that is a game changer.
2: Well, I think it's more about like just embracing the fact that I don't know everything. Yeah. And and sometimes a therapist might be better equipped to help my kid than me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Totally. Because I'm not an expert in yeah. early childhood development. Yeah. No. But yet I have a child. And you
2: can't be experts and in everything. No, you, really you can't. Can. <laughs> you
1: can't. Like, so. yeah. I mean, I would just suggest people to find community. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was one of the things that my family did well. Mm-hmm. We had a group of family Of families that all had kids around the same age and we all were just raised together and we were all the time over at people's houses and I would encourage um, just fostering conversation with each other and being like, how are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Like, how are you raising your girls? I mean, we were very close to a family. I'm the oldest of four girls. We were very close with a family with five girls Mm -hmm. and it's like, holy cow, this is a lot of girls. And (laughs) like you know, figure out, like, oh, what's Rachel wearing? Mm-hmm. Why is Rachel comfortable in that? Mm-hmm. Oh, can I wear that? Mm-hmm. Mom? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, yeah. and then that creates this sense of camaraderie, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you don't feel like mm-hmm. you're the odd one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think just, you know, do some research. Yeah. Read a couple books about it, mm-hmm. and just talk with your kids openly.
2: Well, and I think, I mean, I'm, I think a lot of – raising teenagers is about helping your teenager learn how to express what they feel Mm -hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of emotions there's a lot of hormones happening there's a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. I mean I think about my schedule in high school like yeah I was I mean we're talking about like 14 hour days Mm -hmm. back to back for five days a week and then you know crazy stuff on Saturday and church on Sunday like yeah. that is a wild wild schedule yeah with homework on top of it you know mm-hmm. also so, sleep cuz you're growing also yeah exactly <laughs> and you're not getting as much sleep as you ought to have so yeah um so i guess like my heart towards all of this as we talk about modesty is i've felt all the feels and i've been there and there've been there there've been many moments on my journey where i didn't have words to express Mm. the pain and the shame that I was feeling and so as we talk about this I guess I just hope that anyone out there who doesn't really like has feelings but doesn't really know what they're experiencing or somebody has said something to them and it was really painful and they don't know why like
1: that's good
2: I've I've come to a point in my journey where I've been able to assign words to kind of the experiences that I've had and I just hope that like for anybody out there this can help them articulate Mm kind of this process Mm -hmm. of learning to love your body of learning not to feel shame Mm -hmm. of learning when and how it's appropriate for men to make comments about what you wear and women. So I guess I, I just hope anybody for anybody out there, like I'm with you girl. I've been there. It was really, it was really hard, but yeah, you know, you're going to make it. You're a beautiful, powerful entity. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That the Lord made.
1: Yeah. And you're going to make it. Yeah. Like, you're going to get there, and it's going to be okay. And hot tip, most of the time, it's not appropriate to comment on what the opposite sex is wearing, or their body.
0: Yeah. I mean, really, the focus should be on your humanity. Yeah. And not on whether you're dressed a certain way or not. Totally.
2: And that's the thing is when we're like, oh, she's wearing that, she's a slut. Like, we're actually dehumanizing people. Like.
0: Oh, we're
2: we're not putting the responsibility on boys' shoulders to to see the humanity in women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and regardless of what a woman is wearing, that's your job. Yeah, mm-hmm. like
0: your job is to see her the way Jesus sees her. Yes, yes. and Jesus saw the the adulterous woman who may have been completely naked, totally naked as she was put in front of him and said, "I see no reason to condemn you." Mm-hmm. So yep. how can you look at a girl in a bikini or in short shorts and say, "I have a reason to condemn you"? Right. Yep.
2: Jesus Woo. said, "Jesus, like, he was not like cover up, girl. No, no, you know, like, he never that never came out of his mouth. And that actually never happened in the entire time that he was. He was not in concerned the Gospels. about what women were. Wearing. He was never like, nope. hey, Martha, <laughs> check your, you know, ankle length. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make sure you're wearing your proper head covering because <laughs> yeah, like that was not his main concern. Mm-hmm. His main concern was like, hey, we're broken people and we need salvation. And, yeah, um, like, I don't know, yeah." let's focus on the root issue modesty is a cover-up for for something much deeper and i think the enemy has been very sneaky in yep. making it the forefront of women's a woman's like purity and
0: righteousness and value yep.
1: and value yeah and, and really it has not. nothing to do with any of those things mm-hmm. yeah nothing
0: well wow. on on that note yep. we have feelings yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm so thankful that we get to talk about these things Um, Mm -hmm. and thank you guys for sharing all of your thoughts and opinions Um, and we want to hear all of you guys thoughts and opinions. Mm -hmm. Uh, We love getting to hear your stories. We want to continue to hear the ways you've been impacted by modesty or -hmm. if you have kids, The ways that you're teaching your kids modesty now. That would be incredible. Great
2: creative ideas on how you talk about it with your daughters. Like, love to hear it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have daughters one day. We're taking notes now. (laughs) Yeah, but
0: we're going to wrap this episode up. um, And uh, be sure to tell us about all those things on our social media at Woman Being Podcast. And uh, we can't wait to see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.